Hello, this is the Truth For Your 20s podcast, and it is my fangirl delight to welcome to the podcast (laughs) singer, songwriter, Grammy-nominated artist, Jamie Grace. Hello, Jamie. Hi, hello. (laughs) Hi, how are you? Good. I'm so excited to chat with you in Atlanta, in your studio. I just think that you have really good things to share with our audience, and I'm excited to unpack it all. Oh, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. I know I have, we connected on social media, what feels like a long time ago in a good way. Like, I feel like I've known you forever. And then now we hop on here to do the podcast and I'm like, I've never talked to you in real time before. Like, it feels so weird. I'm like, I know you, Katie, but, uh, but it's nice to meet you. (laughs) Same. Likewise. Like you, that's the gift of social media. Like we know each other, but not like really. Right, You're right, like, exactly. How was that birthday party that you put? You know what I mean? Right, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So crazy. All right, so you are now in Atlanta doing some more behind the scenes stuff right now, currently, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm opening up a studio here and doing a lot more. I mean, you know, always, always singing and writing, but doing a lot more production um, and mentoring younger artists because it's. I I remember being young one day, so <laughs> a long time ago. So yeah, I, I spent a lot of time mentoring and coaching and producing, which I really love. Yes. Well, I definitely want to go ahead and dive into that because it wasn't that long ago that you were, <laughs> you know, starting your journey. But yeah, I love yeah. it that you help young artists to do what you have done, what you can continue to do. So maybe just kind of start with your story. Like, if I remember correctly, you were just a girl, a homeschool girl from YouTube, uh, doing a few <laughs> little things on the internet, and yeah. Toby Mac found you. Is that right? Yeah, it was. It was a little bit before that too. So I was seventeen, um, making YouTube videos. I started probably at like fourteen or fifteen or something like that, um, making YouTube videos, just singing my little songs and that kind of stuff. And the first time I was discovered, if you will, it was from uh, a, a, this is a lot of people haven't heard of this, but it's called I shine. And it's a, it's a kid's TV show on TBN. I feel like I'm really, uh, like waving my preacher's kid flag right now. So <laughs> there was a network called TBN and they had a show called I shine. And, um, a lot of kids had gone through that show and, and gone on to be very successful with Disney channel and things like that. And so, um, they reached out like the Christian Mickey Mouse club. Yeah, honestly, like <laughs> they reached out and they were like, yeah, we're doing this show called I shine and we're taking it on a tour and we're going to do all this stuff. Um, and they found me through my YouTube videos. And so then I took, I had a homeschool series on YouTube called escape from homeschool. Um, and they, I was, I was so confused. And blown away by how cool God is because here I am 17 years old, four years into YouTube as a hobby, even though I really wanted to make it a career. Um, and I had this original series called Escape from Homeschool. And here I am now with a crew of like three camera people, like, and I'm telling them how I want my show to go Escape from Homeschool. It was just wild. And so um, that was on the I Shine show, my song Heads Up, it was original show. Um, sorry, original song. And then there was a women's ministry called Women of Faith. Um, and they had a tour called the Revolve Tour. And that came through my YouTube channel. Um, and then I was on a record label for I did two albums um, with a label out of Nashville. And so all of that happened between the ages of 17 and 19, just from a YouTube channel that I started at 14. And it was just like this it it looked to the outside i looked uh like it was overnight yeah but it was just really this like labor of love of like 
I had these dreams of being a full-time artist, but I also was, like I said, a full-time hobbyist. I put so much time and energy into a YouTube channel and made no money, nothing at all out of it. But then all of a sudden I turned 17 and I'm getting these phone calls from across the country saying, hey, we're doing a Christian tour. Hey, we're a record label. Hey, we're doing a Christian TV show. And I'm just getting these opportunities and I haven't, haven't stopped, haven't stopped yet. Haven't stopped since. Okay. So from 17 to 19, you're like, this is all going bananagrams. Yeah. I think something to be said for just a hot second of that. I've heard it said it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Maybe yeah. in your case, it was only three. It was only three, but still <laughs> <laughs> there, there is that what people don't want to hear and what people don't talk about that labor of the grind of the keep showing up, even though no one's subscribing, the, oh, yeah. the keep showing up, even though you're, you know, like, and that people see the success. So like, how, how do I do that? Jamie? You're like, well, just keep showing up, you know, keep showing up until. Yeah. It, well, I don't know. It, it might not get your break right away, but yeah, it takes some time. Oh, most definitely. I mean, that's something that I still have to remind yeah. myself of to this day. You know, I mean, I'm 31 and I do this full time and I love it, but there are still days where I have to remind myself, Hey, Jamie, you still got to show up, even if the numbers aren't looking like what you think they should look like, even if the views aren't looking like what you think they should look like. You're committed to this work. You're doing this work, you know, and I think sometimes, especially in creative spaces, it can and not that I'm saying creative spaces more than other, but I just know this world a little bit more. Um, But it can be really difficult because. Uh, we can base it off of metrics and numbers and streams and views and, you know, all that stuff. And we can start to think like, oh, no, it's not successful, <laughs> you know. Um, but like you said, so so much of it is just about that showing up and still doing the thing. You know, when I was um, – I mean, I started singing when I was like seven in my in my in my church, and um, my. But by the time I was, I'd say thirteen or fourteen, my sister and I were taking our guitars and going downtown and popping open the guitar case and trying to make money and that kind of thing. And I mean, it was <laughs> it was so weird because I have friends that were like. 14 that were working in retail, for example. So they'd work in retail and then they'd get a paycheck and then they'd save it up and get a new skateboard, right? Whereas here I am grabbing my guitar, popping my guitar case open in Starbucks for eight hours and I'd make 15 bucks. So, you know, it was like, okay, okay, you know. Uh, and again, that's not to say like retail's easy, being a musician's hard. That's not what I'm saying. But um, there are oftentimes career paths or adventures or hopes and dreams that we can pursue (laughs) where the return on the investment seems quite minuscule. Um, And sometimes it's just about, sometimes it's about reframing and trying something new, but sometimes it really is about being consistent with what God is leading you to do and and seeing how, how he's going to turn it around in the end. Yeah. And just keep showing up that coffee shop. (laughs) I'm sure that was like, Oh, are there any videos of this? Cause it sounds amazing. Oh gosh, probably there. (laughs) It's one of those things where it's just, you know, back in my day, we didn't have, everybody didn't have a smartphone, you know? So some of the, we have a lot of photos from that, from back then. Like I have a photo of me performing in a hot topic. Oh, nice. Um, And it's just like, (laughs) the the crowd is like my mom and like some random guy that was walking by. (laughs) It's just like, why? Why you know? Oh, but but but, but I I wouldn't change a thing. Um. So yeah, I have a lot of just like really vague photos, fo- like photos that tell a million words that say a million words, but also say nothing at all. <laughs> it's just like mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> okay. I need to see this on your TikTok. You do like a how it started, how it's going. <laughs> 
Or like yeah. a, and it and it went like nah, nah, nah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I really need to do one of those. Yeah, because oh my like it's just it's it's hilarious. And but might I add, like, yes, some things changed, but I'm grateful that a lot of things did stay the same. You know, I have really embarrassing photos from when my sister and I would do photo shoots in like the front yard of the house. And they were like some of the most embarrassing photos in the world. But we really thought like, oh my gosh, the modeling agencies are going to be calling, you know? Um, But then you fast forward five, six, seven, eight years later and the album cover um, of my song, of my album, Ready to Fly, um, was actually taken on the front porch of my parents' guest house. And so it's like, yeah, a lot of things change, but I, it's crazy too, because God really still uses that same space where I was, that same space where I am, you know, to be like, hey, I was using you then to show you that this was a great space to take a photo. No, you didn't know how to pose. And the, the, the photo was horrible and you didn't, you hadn't heard of editing yet, but (laughs) thankfully you held on 10 years later and we worked it out, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. I want to talk about that because fame, like this is such a relative term, obviously. I know when you walk out your door, you probably don't have paparazzi, you know, whatever, like Taylor Swift, (laughs) there's levels of fame. However, on Tuesdays, the (laughs) paparazzi comes out on Tuesdays. Yeah. Okay. That's very nice of them. But you know, you're what, 17 years old, and I'm sure you were getting recognized like at the mall or, you know, places like that. What did that look like? Was it exciting? Was it scary? What, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so curious. I'm such a fangirl, especially (laughs) because there's so many famous people who live in Nashville. I'm like at at the coffee shop, like looking around. Anyway, just tell me what that looked like. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was weird. It was different. It was confusing. Um, thankfully it was never, um, the majority of it was great. Um, I would, I would say the majority of it was great. Um, unfortunately I, I did deal with, you know, stalkers and things like that. And, and I've just always had security with me even now. Like we still have to have some version of that because it's one of those, like, it can be so rare, but if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Um, but thankfully the majority of it has always been so great. Um, and so, I mean, it would, for the most part, be like, you know, I'm from a small town. It's called Lithonia, and it neighbors a smallish town uh, called Conyers, another one called Stone Mountain. So for the most part, it would be like the Target and the coffee shops and things like that within that area. Um, It wasn't until, like, I started to notice, like, I'd be on vacation with my family. Like, again, I'm making myself sound like such a Georgia preacher's kid, but we'd be in like Branson, Missouri. And then all of a sudden I hear somebody like, are you Jamie Grace? And I'm like, excuse me, I'm trying to watch this Southern gospel performance. What do you mean am I Jamie Grace? You know, it was very confusing that people like knew who I was. Um, and even now I still forget, like if someone recognizes me in the store, I say target cause that's, it's always target. It's literally always target. Cause if I'm going to leave the house, I'm going to go to target. I'm not going out of the house for any other reason. Um, so yeah, it's, it's still weird. I do get occasional, like people will like send me a photo, be like, I thought this was you in the store. I'm like, yeah, it was me. Please don't take that. You could just literally come say hi. Like I promise, I promise you, unless like, yeah, yeah I promise you I will come say hi. Um, People are just, I don't know, my fans are super nice. And I think that's what helps is that I think my music has always kind of attracted weirdos like myself. Um, it's almost always a homeschooler 
yeah, it's almost always a homeschooler or like somebody who also plays guitar or somebody who also has purple hair, you know? So it's, it's always a really great experience. Um, because I feel like I'm always like, if someone walks up and says, are you Jamie Grace? Nine times out of 10, we're going to have a conversation about a movie that came out that we're both on our way to go see, you know? So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that. I've never had any, I've only had like fun, weird or like weird, weird, which we don't have to talk about. Um, but I've never, I've never had like, <laughs> like one time I was like, no, I don't have any crazy stories. Like my fans are all really cool. I feel like they're, I feel like if I, you know, the homeschool families that have like 15 or 17 kids, I feel like every time I meet one of my fans, they could have been one of my siblings. <laughs> like <laughs> The best kind of weirdo. I'm just like, oh, are you playing violin this week or what's up? Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, okay, tell me about that for a second. You you grew up in a homeschool family. Are y'all all musically talented? Where'd that come from? Like, did you just grow up? Like, mama said, hey, grab the guitar. Of course, yeah. One, I mean, one of my mom's, like, very, like, she's very passionate about the fact that every child needs to grow up in a home with at least one musical instrument. Um, her personal advocate is for a piano or a keyboard. It is one of my favorite things in the world because my mom cannot play any instruments. Um, and, and it's kind of one of the best parts about it because she will go over to the piano and like play the one little thing she knows. Yeah. Um, but she's just, yeah, <laughs> every time just like poking it. Um, but she's a be- yeah. she has a beautiful singing voice. Um, my dad's a drummer. My mom's mm-hmm. dad plays the drums. My dad's mom plays the keyboard. My sister plays every instrument under the sun. So, um, you know, we grew up in church and we grew up with music in the home and, I think it's, inc- I I now am firmly with my mom that every kid needs to grow up with some kind of instrument and just the space to be able to use their voice, whether that's singing or writing poetry or playing the piano and not about making art that is objectively good, not about making art that could, you know, be profitable, <laughs> but finding spaces to create every single day and finding spaces to do something unique every single day. Um, almost any time I would tell my mom growing up, like, Hey, I'm bored, which I didn't say often. Um, even though I would find myself to be bored. Um, but if I said I'm bored, my mom would always say, well, it's, it's your job to create something. Um, and I now say that to my daughter. Um, (laughs) she says, mommy, I'm bored. I'm like, well, have you, created an airplane out of a box and she'd be like, wait, I haven't, you know, I'm like, that's, it's, it, it, it's what fostered creativity in me. My sister's a poet. Her name is Morgan Harper Nichols. She's really cool. Um, and it's what fostered that creativity in her as well, um, to, to create all of the time again, not for the purpose of, Ooh, this might get a nomination or, Ooh, this is going to make me a lot of money, but for, for mental health, for spiritual health, for general wellness, for fostering community between us as sisters. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was a huge part of our, our homeschool upbringing as well. The more we talk about our homeschooling uh, experience, the more unschoolers tend to kind of like wave their hand at us like, come on, you're one of us. <laughs> so I never try to, I never try to publicly settle that debate. Um, but I'm just, I'm grateful that so much of my schooling and education was arts driven and creativity based because I, I think it, um, well, I know that it had a significant impact on the artist that I am now. <laughs> Yeah, it worked out. I think yeah. that when you came to Chattanooga, your sister was on the stage with you. Does that ring a bell? Did, did y'all do probably, a lot of touring and stuff together? Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. She oftentimes will, uh, especially if it was Chattanooga, because I, 
if I believe we were probably living um, on the East Coast at that point. I mean, so that's not too far from Tennessee. So that checks out that she might have been there. Um, but I know for sure my parents were there. Um, but yeah, we've always, anytime Morgan and I can do something together, we can. Um, I'm currently working on like some production stuff to, I, I say this lightheartedly, but to like bully her into singing um, because she's been doing so much like visual art and painting. And I'm like, people like, don't let people forget. Like they think Jamie Grace can sing a little something, something. Morgan can sing a lot of something, something. So yeah, she's my favorite. I'm like borderline obsessed with her, but you know, in like a healthy way. No, it's it's healthy. Don't worry. <laughs> How many siblings do you have? Just one. So okay. Oh well, then that's a good yeah. one to be obsessed with. It'd be funny if you're like, like, I love my sister, and then there's another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My other sister, she uh, she works for me. She's just sitting over there. It's fine. Um, no, no, no. We yeah, we grew up in a in a very busy, loud house. We um did a lot of like temporary. Um, my parents would do a lot of like supporting other families by helping them like parent um during like incarceration or therapy um or things like that to kind of help. Uh, prevent them from going into the foster care system. Um, so I have a lot of people that I consider my siblings. Um, but yeah, Morgan, Morgan's my day one. Uh, and, you know, again, a very healthy <laughs> obsession. With That's her. awesome. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So from 15 to 17, you're like touring, like living the artist dream, so to speak. And I mean, I know like it's still going on and everything like this is obviously still you're just getting started, but then <laughs> Thank you. you're settled down a little bit, got married, have a baby, all of that good stuff. Yeah. I, I do want to ask, cause I'm just so curious. One of the, one of your songs that our kids love the most. And I love that they love, isn't it called party like a princess? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, for those who don't know, it's essentially like, I don't need a prince to party like a princess. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. I love it. <laughs> I love that you wrote that. I love that you wrote that for young women. I talk about dating, healthy relationships, God's design for sex all the time on the internet. And I'm like, Jamie is my spirit animal. Like, yes, <laughs> sing that song louder. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. It was, that song was really special for me to to write and create i mean it, it came from a lot of my songs come from like the same space because i'll have like these i have i am a very emotional person uh so i have these really big feelings and i'll end up writing 43 songs about like the same feeling and i just got like so tired of people like always asking me like like if i was like walking a red carpet like where's your boyfriend and stuff like that because I remember going to prom and people being like, where's your date? I remember going to like homecoming and be like, where's your date? And I'm looking at these people going, if you know, tell me, like, leave me alone. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like, I, like I'm, I'm not like, what? Like, I don't know. That's why I'm by myself. Cause I'm not just going to pick anybody. Like, what's wrong with y'all? Um, and so I wrote Party Like a Princess for that purpose, but it was incredibly special to me um because i wrote it with um this guy matt and he was in the group super chick which when i was growing up super chick was i mean a significant portion of my sanity like i was and am obsessed with super chick they're like one of the best bands ever and so to get to work on like that song with super chick was like the coolest thing ever like i because i was like i need i need like 
that brain there. Like that's where, that's where my brain works. I'm like, if I ever write a song for a boy band, I have to write it with plus one. Like it's, it's the only way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I ever write a song about sisters playing instruments, I need my sister and Barlow girl. Like we just have to come together. So, uh, so yeah, that, that song is really special to me. <laughs> so you wrote a song about, Hey, like I'm living my best life on the red carpet. Like I, I would like to find a man, but I'm not in a rush. I'm complete and whole in Jesus <laughs> in short. Yeah. But do I understand that there are like 40 other scratches of these notes on pieces of paper somewhere? Because I need them from the vault. <laughs> like Taylor Swift, you can bring you them know, out from the vault. Right, right. Hey, hey, I'm t- I'm taking a few notes. Um, No, I have – so it's funny. I have this like – I have this collection of songs. I mean, I've always written songs about singlehood yes. and dating. But I have this other collection of songs and I can't – I continually don't know when to release it. I almost released – because I just released my record Dreamers in September. And instead of Dreamers, I almost did an album called Not So Cuffing Season about being single. But then I keep getting so scared that people are going to think that I'm saying that I'm single. And so then I'm like, oh no, like it, like I have a husband. Like how, okay. So then I was like, I'm going to release it in February. And I was feel like, oh, emotional feelings, dating. So maybe that'll happen. I honestly don't know, but I have like six more songs that never got put out that are just like very much about being single and breakups. And um, there's this one called same girl. That's like my favorite. It's like, she's not the same girl you used to know. Like once you start to, you know, kind of walk in your value and worth and stuff, but I don't know where to, I don't know where to put these songs, Katie. You, we gonna have to figure something out. Cause I don't know what to do. <laughs> the internet needs it. I need it. Okay. I need it in my soul. Yes. I'm married too. Yes. But I talk to young women mm-hmm. all day, every day. And yeah, these words are needed on paper and you get it. You get the, you had that pressure as the young girl in the spot, like, Hey, where's your man? You're like, if you know where he is, find me. That was hilarious. But you're also like, seriously, why, why am I not okay walking this red carpet myself? Like, why are you asking? Like, can we talk about my music? Right. Can we talk about exactly. how I'm like killing, killing the game? Right. Or is it just who's standing beside me? Like, excuse mm, you. Yeah. So there's a lot to be said there. Anyway, yeah, those songs <laughs> are needed in the world. I'm over here being your cheerleader. <laughs> and I got, and I got teen daughters who need them too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I will keep you guys in mind here in the studio, in my studio sessions. I'm like I got, I got to get these songs out. Got to get these songs out. Katie's going to come get me. <laughs> I am. Yes. You're in Atlanta. You're not too far. I'm going to be like, excuse me. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey. 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 How hey. far? How hey. far are you? Hey. Okay. How about now? How about now? How about now? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So Yes, you are, you know, wrote so much good content for single girls and, and live in that, in that season of your life. And also now, as we said, you're married, have a cute little baby and doing so many things behind the scenes, producing all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I guess I'm just like, what, what does a day in the life of Jamie look like these days? I'm sure it's different all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I kind of have like three different days. Like I, I, ha- I have to have, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a bit of a neurodivergent human. I have ADHD and, and Tourette syndrome. Um, th- there's a list, but so I, I have to have like printouts that are color coded and very structured. Right. Um, and so I have one day that is, that happens a couple of days a week is usually if my husband's off work. Um, and the three of us, me, Erin and Isabella, our daughter, three of us, we really just take it easy, which is nice. There's a lot of, we're all really big Disney plus fans. Um, we're always debating over what's going to be watched. And I always lose 
which is really sad <laughs> because I like live action. I want to watch the musicals and that kind of thing. And she she loves cartoons. And my husband is a Disney adult. He, anyways, all that to say, they always win. Um, they pick. They want to watch Cars eighteen times in a row. Um, so that's one of my days. Family day, really chill. If it's a Sunday, we go to church. If it's a Friday, we're just chilling. Then there's also my mom days, which are the days where um, my husband works long hours. So he's a personal trainer, um, and so I love that he works long hours because that means that like. Like, let's be real. I've, I'm sure you you understand this as a wife. When your husband like loves his job and then he just like, comes home talking about his job, there's just like a level of like attraction that he has made it to that you're just like, oh, <laughs> oh so hey. Okay. Yeah. And he like coaches kids a lot. So like when he comes home and he's just like talking about just like how important like the next generation is and how much he believes in these kids. Like, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Work all day. Yeah, please. Is it hot in here? Yeah, like what? Are we all following our dreams? Like, So when he has those long days, those are the days where I'm on the phone with everybody I know. Just like, hey, pray for me. She's four. She's trying to get me. Like she's beating me up with a pillow. I'm trying to homeschool her and she won't keep her clothes on. She's four again. Um, She all of a sudden doesn't eat chicken anymore. Oh, she doesn't eat rice anymore. Oh, she's allergic to green beans, apparently. You know, it, it's, those are my mommy and me homeschool art class, pray for me, intercede. Like, just it, they are the best days because I love my little girl, but they are the hardest days. Um, and then there's days like today, which is a studio day. Um, it's like a little bit of a drive. Um, it's close to my parents. So I drop my precious angel off with them. Um, and I, and I'm working all day. So either working on a song of mine, which I'm slowing down right now because I just did the album, um, or I am coaching someone else and helping them through, you know, how should you, how much should you be posting on social media and, you know, what kind of keyboard should you be buying so that we can get you to learning how to make your own music. So you're saving money on production costs, you know? Um, and yeah, it's just sun up to sundown music, keyboards, guitars, production. Um, and, and honestly, it's like, I, I wouldn't change like life right now. I wouldn't change it for anything. Like getting to have all three of those things like is wild. The fact that I, because I was told for so long that I, you know, wouldn't be able to do all of these things. And no, I don't think that as humans, we can have it all. Um, but the fact that I get to like have this husband that I still have a crush on and like, have this kid that is so funny and so cool. Um, and that I get to have a studio and just make music. I'm like, I'm like, Lord, are you sure? Like, <laughs> like, like, is there, is there a catch? Like, you know, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I know that was a 12 hour answer, but that's kind of what my life isn't like intertwined of those, those three things kind of on a daily basis. Oh no, I love it. And it's also a testament of you put in the work, you know, you did the thing and like, you don't have to do it forever. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? Like the touring and not that you won't do that again, but like, it's just, I don't know. We kind of tend to think that the one decision is, is life. Mm -hmm. Even, you know, when you're in college and you're trying to decide your major, like, Oh gosh, this is going to pin me down for life. Like not really, you know? So Mm -hmm. that that's cool. Yeah. I, I remember that, you know, in school, like my, um, my major is, was, I have my degree in child and youth development and children's ministry. And that was my third major. By the time I got to that one, it was my third one. And I remember like 
right when I settled on that degree was right when my career started picking up. I was 17 and that was when I was on TV for the first time and all this stuff. So a lot of people were saying that I should either drop out of school and really focus on that, or I should, you know, maybe study music and, you know, finally learn music theory. You know, <laughs> Like there, there are other things that I should be doing, but mm-hmm. I just remember mm-hmm. like always knowing that there would be a time in my career where all I wanted to do was serve either in my local church or a nonprofit or, you know, work with kids in the foster care system or something like that. And so for me, it was important that I had a degree that matched that. Um, and so similarly to what you were saying, I just, I, I try to embrace the concept early on that life would move in seasons and that choosing to go on a tour didn't mean that I had to be on tour for the next 40 years of my life or choosing to major in children's ministry didn't mean that I had to become a children's pastor the next day. It could meant that I was gathering information that would be beneficial for when I turned 50. Um, you know, And so, it, you know, it's not an easy concept to grasp, but it's definitely one that rings in my head frequently that life, life comes and goes in seasons and it's okay to kind of just gather what you can for the journey and embrace whatever season it, you know, that you're in at that moment. No. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. Like everybody listening, like rewind, like, I don't know, like a minute and listen to that again. That was, (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. no, that's Mm. so good. Okay. We talked a lot about your early songs and how the Bulmer family got to be a fan, but tell me about your new (laughs) album and all of that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, well, Dreamers was written. The, it came out, I think, September 29th, the record did. Um, and I mean, it was just, it was one of those records where I released it very much from the mindset of, I want to make an album and here's what I want it to be about. And I hadn't really done that before. Um, I've done this is my fourth full length album and I've done, I think three EPs in between that or four EPs. And don't get me wrong. I'm definitely proud of all the other work that I've put out there. Um, but there was so much more of like a story or a journey or something like that, that was attached to it, a message, you know, um, dare I say even like a devotional, like I, I, I could literally write full on devotionals off of, you know, 91 and one song at a time, these other albums. And not that I can't about this one, but it was it was like the Lord placed me in a season of having a joy and a passion for what I do um, when I had kind of thought that that wasn't a thing anymore. Um, I was very content with retiring. Um, I was very like content, like let's say what, two years ago, um, you know, I was just very content with being done. I mean, I know I'm not the only person that really, really struggled during the pandemic. And I remember when it was the first, at the beginning of the, like when everybody was quarantining, we lived in California. So things shut down relatively quickly. And I remember it was at first like a two week shutdown or something like that. I don't remember the exact time frame. That's what they told us. Yeah. Once it was kind of confirmed that like stuff wasn't happening. And I think a lot of people went through this, but I once I got phone calls that my concerts weren't happening, I think it looked like my concerts weren't happening. But the reality is that I lost my job. You know, like a lot of people, that was my income. You know, my husband and I had done the entire frameworking of our company so that we could work together and tour together as a family. <laughs> and then 
We, I mean, I'm laughing now because it's just so wild that we all just lived through that. But we were looking at each other like, so, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> you, what do you think about rent next month? Like, what yeah. do you want to do? And, and I think it's, 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 I hope that that doesn't feel weird for, you know, someone that is like a semi-celebrity for people to hear that. But it's like, I was walking through it just like everybody's walking through it, right? And so as the, as what, 2022 was approaching, I was just like, you know what, Lord, I'm just done with music. You know, I don't have to write anymore. I don't have to tour anymore. You know, I'm not, my music, my YouTube videos don't reach the views that people might expect. And, you know, I, my body looks different because I had a baby, you know, I think I'll just get a resume and like apply to some jobs, you know, um, and just be normal. And, you know, we don't have to unpack all of that right now. I will just say, you know, uh, definitely didn't get a normal job because I really felt the Lord just being like, no, <laughs> like, you know, when your kid, uh, when your kid is like, like little, little and, and I'm not like saying like pro hitting a kid, but if they're doing something dangerous, like reaching towards the stove and you just kind of like, Pop, like, no, you know, you yeah. gotta like do it quick or maybe like a puppy. We'll say like, puppy. yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I felt like that was the Lord. Like every time I would like print out my resume, I felt like the Lord was like, it. <laughs> like go, go write a song, you know? And so that's really, that's really where mm-hmm. this record came from of just me mm-hmm. being like, Lord, I need to find the joy in it. I need to find the hope in it because I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that anymore. Um, and so, yeah, the song Dreamers is really about the women in my life that rallied around me and helped me find that. Um, the song Just Be is very much about just learning how to sit still and knowing that stillness doesn't always, is not, you know, adjacent with sadness, but stillness can also be a representation of joy and peace and rest. Um and yeah, I like the song Good Thing is about like literally leaving one of my friend's houses for the first time. And I think this might be, <laughs> I, I, I hope a lot of people, but especially women can relate to this. But like my body changed after having a kid and my body changed after sitting in a pandemic for two years. And when I was, I remember being at one of my friend's houses and I was sitting on her couch and I felt myself relax. Like, you know, how sometimes you're sitting on a friend's couch and you try to like make your body look a certain way. Like you try to make sure that, you know, that roll or whatever. And I remember sitting on her couch, just frumps and all, just feeling so at peace in her home. And when I left her house, I was like, it's a good thing to feel good. Um, and that's where the song Good Thing came from. So I, you know, it's Dreamers is it's it's it sounds cliche, but it's a record where I I learned I'm gonna dream again. I'm still I'm still interested in dreaming again. I don't know what all those dreams are, uh, and 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 exactly where the Lord's taken me, but I'm smiling, I'm dreaming. Um, and we'll I guess we'll just all see what's next. <laughs> I love that. I love the picture too of you're like, I'm done, God, I'm just gonna hang up my microphone and my touring. You're like, you're like, <laughs> That's how I feel about you with these songs um, for singleness. Like, ah, I need, I need those, I need those in the inner, in the world. Yes, I'm gonna be thinking of you now every time I sit down to go. What am I gonna release next? I'm gonna be hearing Katie go. Ah, ah. <laughs> no, it's it's just. I really think it's gonna be. It'll resonate because I mean, this is what I do. So I talk to single girls all the time, but 
they feel unheard. They feel unseen. Mm, yeah. We have a culture in church culture, especially like you get in the college group or you get in married group. Um, excuse me. Hi, I'm 22 and I'm not married. Where, where do I go? You know? Yeah. And or 32, like, and then there's a, is it too late for me? There's so much to unpack. Anyway, I just yeah. know that you're. I could talk about that song all day, <laughs> right? Yeah, I know you can because I've heard some of your work and stuff. And so, yeah, I'm over here cheering you on. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I'm. I'm honestly quite often praying about, you know, how how I can be used in in that space. You know, I I just I remember being single and having certain married friends who changed my life for the better and also knowing certain married people that I wish I could just be like, Hey baby, don't, don't, you don't have to give no advice. Why don't you just, just send me money, buy me lunch. <laughs> I don't need your advice, just the cash flow. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, please stop. And so I'm always like, Lord, I don't want to be that married. Like I'm always so afraid of being that married lady, you know, that's like, here's my advice. Uh, Cause no one wants to hear from her, from that. Um, but, but I appreciate you saying that because I value your work and I love what you do. And I, I, so I see that there is definitely a beautiful way to reach out to single women and to be able to do that. And so I'm always like, okay, Lord, how, how can you use me? (laughs) So I appreciate you saying that. Well, I just think you having a crush on your husband, as you said, is so cute. And we always say you can't be what you can't Mm -hmm. see. And so where do we find healthy relationships? It's not on Mm -hmm. TV. It's not a lot of times in our, in our music even. And so just living your life is your biggest mm, testimony. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate you saying that. Of course. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can talk to you for three more hours. <laughs> You're good. I don't even know, but I always like to ask my million dollar question. And that is if you could have coffee with your 20 year old self, what would you say? And you can, you can like, it could be, it could be 17. It could be 25. It could be like a pivotal time. You can, you can oh my think about goodness. that for a minute. <laughs> Perfect. Well, 20 was very pivotal. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I was, I, from 17 to 24, I was playing between two and 300 concerts a year. Um, and that was just my complete normal. Um, everything was just absolutely wild and crazy. Um First, I would tell my 20-year-old self, even though I know this is like a big rule, if you can time travel, you have to like not, you know, break certain rules. I watch a lot of movies. Um, but I would definitely tell tell my 20-year-old self, like, hey, you're gonna meet your husband in X amount of years. And like this is what he looks like. Um, because like some dates I went on, girl. <laughs> if I could have just saved myself from those dates. Like one time I was on a date with a guy and I and I told him I liked him. And then we went back to like his family house to hang out with his whole family. Like his mom and dad were there. My sister was there. It was like a whole family thing, you know, Christian dating. It was a family. Uh, and he went in the in his in his room with his brother and he cried loudly for like 30 minutes after I just told him I liked him. <laughs> I just, so I wish I could have just told my 20-year-old self, like, hey, like don't go out with him, him, him. Like it's gonna be weird. Um, so there would have been that. But um, but also I I would have just, you know, I know realistically I wouldn't be able to change anything, but I would just tell myself like, hey, um, not to be a negative Nancy, but it's not, life is not about to get easier. Mm, um, that's good. And the work that you're doing right now um, in building good, solid friendships, in building 
one to two really good friendships that will become like sisters and mentors, um, finding a good therapist and getting yourself plugged in with a really good church. Um, the work that you're doing right now in those spaces will be of the greatest benefit to you in 10 years. Mm. Um, some of the stuff that I went through in my twenties, I wish I could undo it. Um, and some of the stuff that I think I'm going to go through in the future, like I would like to sit here and be like, oh, I figured it all out. I went through all the hard stuff, but like I'm I'm way too literal to know that like life might get even harder than losing my job as a two-year married person with a eight-month-old. You know, like life might get harder than that. Like that makes me want to throw up, but it's real. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you know, the the best work that I can do is make sure that I am good with Jesus. Yes. Like make sure that my relationship with him is solid. In addition to that, make sure that the friends around me, you know, that group of, I don't know, four or five people, and then the sisters around me, those one or two women that are my age and older with wisdom that I can't, that I haven't even approached yet, you know, um, and then me and my husband, me and my family, um, me and my therapist and me and my local church, right? If I can keep, if I can just keep looking around at those people in those spaces, um, I know that I will have a higher chance of, of, of making it through whatever it is that life throws my way. And I'll have a beautiful space to celebrate when all the good stuff happens too. So, um, yeah, that's what I would tell my 20 year old stuff. It'd be way more fun to spoil other stuff, but I'd keep, I'd keep it serious. (laughs) No, that's so good. And like, what I kept hearing is that will help you succeed. Like having this strong group of people around you, they say like, if you want to see yourself in five years, look at the people who you surround yourself with. And you know, you working on those friendships, you investing in your marriage and all, all of those things were just their, your future self would say, thank you. Thank you for doing that work. So that's good. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I like one of my closest friends, her name is Kelly. Um, and she's been married for like 18 or 19 years and she has five kids. Um, and she serves in her local church, but she also has like a ministry that she does. And I think about that often, like I'll start saying stuff like her or talking like her cause we're like 10 years apart. And I'll be like, yeah, that's probably a good thing. Like, <laughs> you know, like I, I'm glad that I hang out with someone that will randomly talk about crushing on their husband or how all five of their kids are, you know, doing X, Y, Z, like, you know, because I, you're influencing me whether I realize it or not. And so I'm glad that, you know, yeah. that these are the humans that I've chosen to, you know, surround myself with. So, yeah. Yeah. Yay. Oh my gosh, Jamie. Thank you for taking some time to hang out and just share a little bit more about your story and yeah. hear some behind the scenes of the songs <laughs> that you put out there and the songs that we are yet to hear. So I love it. <laughs> yes, for sure. Well, thank you for having of me. Of course. We will make sure we link the new album, social media, all that good stuff. So make sure you guys are giving her a follow and, and tagging along for the journey. Heck yeah. 
If you enjoyed this episode, I would enjoy you sharing it with a friend. If you take a screenshot and share it on your social, make sure you give me a tag at Katie Bulmer Life, and I will definitely make sure I respond. And thank you so much for sharing the love. Hey, and if you're new to the podcast, make sure you scroll back. We have over a hundred episodes interviewing experts and 20 somethings and everyone in between tackling all the hottest topics you wish you knew, but maybe just don't. This is called the Truth for Your 20s podcast, and I'm so thankful that you're here.